So, we're so, gone for another week. Fucking snow, brother. Yeah, it's very, very bleak. It's bleak right now. Like, really, you shouldn't be here recording this episode with me. You should be, like, at home in the safety. I should be, I should be, like, I should be on the road right now, probably. Or, like, just not at all anywhere near the outside. Not in a vehicle. No. Not dragging my son on a leash, who's also a grown man, convulsing on the ground. It was actually just me. (laughs) Yeah. It's just me. You're my large son now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. From there. Uh, show of hands. Who's heard of Begotten? And don't speak, because that'll break the atmosphere. Yes, no, no talking. Absolutely no talking. In this class. It's so very ironic that we're going to be covering such a film on a podcast where the medium of entertainment is through speech. Yeah. This is our first uh, silent film that we're covering. Silent is, yeah, like, no spoken dialogue. Yep. No. First black and white film we're also covering as well. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Couple firsts. It's fine. So, yeah, begotten. Once you see it, you are forever marked, as the trailer would suggest. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. Welcome back to Podcast for Two People, y'all. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Uh, We got a... You know, it's I'm I, I'm always trying to find weird right. movies in my collection or just like in general that and like, yet you succeed every time. And like I feel like I'm running out, but I saw this and I was like, saw this DVD particular DVD case and I was like, oh yeah, he'll shit when he sees this. Yeah, I mean, like I I tried my best to be a better person, to just focus on the film, and I think I did a pretty good job this time. I didn't pick up my phone once. That's true. Yeah, and like I w- if I talked to you, my, I had to. I was being a little uh, discourteous, if I could make up a word real quick, and uh, not actually talk, not actually talk, like to you, mm. but talking at you while looking at the screen, because uh, with these silent films, I don't I mean, look at anybody when I talk to them. <laughs> That's just how I am. I don't mean to. I just you're fucking soy boy. Yeah. I'm kidding. I, I apologize. That was that was a totally unneeded remark. <laughs> Very out of character for you. It, it was. <laughs> OOC. <laughs> but uh yeah, so like we we had a silent film, black and white, uh in like very overexposed was the was the look it was going for. When you find this you feel like you may have accidentally somehow Looks like somebody just beat the shit out of the roll of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really, like, threw it out in the sun. Just let it bake for a while. Yeah, you gotta let it bake, you know. You gotta get all the uh, the goods in there. Yeah. And, um, so we're gonna do our best to essentially bring you, uh, what we believe is a synopsis that's sort of true to the nature of the film. Yeah, I guess before we go too deep into it. Yes. I would like to say, like... Um, I guess, like, with most films, if you're at all curious about this, um... Yeah, our main point for every episode. We want you to watch it. Watch it first. Find a way to get a hold of it. Rent it at your local library, as the disc was suggested on the DVD. (laughs) If you can find it at your library, fucking let me know, because that's awesome. (laughs) Um... We want a picture of your library card and the and the film. Post but, that to the Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. It's very much something that you should just experience. I don't want to like make it sound like I'm hyping it up technically, but like, right. And we don't want to smell like it's smell it's, like it's, fart smelling. Yeah. Artiste. It's it's it's. It, I don't know, like it, it it would lose the effect 
Yeah. You, you need to, like, get your own, like, interpretation of it first in yeah. your head before you listen to what we have to say about it. Right. Because I was, I, was, uh, I was fairly off the mark, but I was like, I don't know, man. Because, I mean, uh, the director, I mean, he had his own vision, clearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you read, like, the notes in the in the DVD or, like, the, read the back of the case or just kind of, I mean, I'm sure you can find stuff he's written about it or talked about somewhere. Right, or you can just look at all of the... Uh super duper important critics telling you what you should think about the film yeah it's just kind of like like us yeah i mean <laughs> we can tell you we See, always go into every episode I, saying this is what our opinion when is. we come into something like this like yeah. i know there's a game we plan on talking about here pretty soon i'm trying to avoid reviews yeah because like i don't want to accidentally like always sort always. of copy yes. something somebody might say like i want to yeah. i really want to try and get in there with my own my own words yeah, but I think we do a good beyond. job. I feel like we've we've done a good job saying like what's on our our own words, I guess. Yeah, in our own words, we're not here to tell you x out of ten or you know like it's better than this and this and this. It's the best yeah. of this. I never want to. I never want to say don't watch opinion. that. Watch this. That's just yeah. a poor way to. Yeah. Get somebody to watch something you're excited about. Exactly. Or it's like, yeah, I see people do it with like music. Like, oh, you listen to that. Why don't you listen to this? It's like, yeah. one, you're just going to piss off the person yep. by insulting them in their Way taste. Way to sound condescending yeah. and, then, and also and then, like a and then, fucklord. And then you're also being dis- disingenuous yeah. to what you're trying to recommend because then yeah. you're just going to view it in a negative light right off the bat. Exactly. You're fucking up. And we don't want to yeah. fuck up. No. We can say if you like this, you should hey maybe check this out. It's uh yeah it's um I I remember reading it's one of Marilyn Manson's favorite films or I guess the favorite film of Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine there were a lot of cool uh, Nine Inch Nails industrial parties. Yeah, I was gonna say this is kind of like a metal band T-shirt the movie. Uh, watch this movie and like some of the stills I swear are probably used as T-shirt designs for numerous bands. And it's kind of funny, we were watching this film, and I brought up the movie uh, Gummo to Brent, and, uh, you know, I always have the IMDb pulled up when we when we do these sorts of uh, movie episodes, because uh, I like to just pull out random trivia, stuff like that, but uh, IMDb will also always try to kind of tell you a couple movies, hey, if you like this, you should check this out, and it's got, like, Necromantique, Aftermath, and, of course... Gummo. And then a couple other films, of course. But I thought that it was really strange that I had like brought up Gummo while we were watching this. Yeah. Oh, have, then, you, have you heard of Salo or the 120 Days of Sodom? Ah, uh, yes. I haven't watched that yet. No, I don't. I don't really know if I need to. Yeah, it seems like a look how fucked up this is movie. Yeah, like a hey man, do you want to be shocked and or awed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is it like is it pure shock value or is it really like a good reason to watch yeah. it other than that? I don't. Yeah. I'm all in favor uh-huh. of shock value, which this movie has in spades in the first fifteen to twenty minutes. It's yeah, it it it, it gets you settled into the world to be gotten here pretty quick, right? And then there are several other scenes, and like we kind of try to do uh, every time that we remember, you know, if if there are certain things that maybe trigger you, yeah. Uh, such as, like, very brutal sodomy. Yeah, like genital mutilation. Genital mutilation, self-mutilation, um, or just, you know, uh... It's, yeah, it's, 
uh, image after image of suffering. Yeah. Gratuitous suffering. Yeah. I would, yeah, is a good way to put it. Um, so we're just going to kind of tell you uh, a little bit about the film, tell you what our experience was, how very, I felt about very it. Very R-rated. Yeah, incredibly R-rated, <laughs> like nearly X. The hard R. Um, and uh, just kind of like let you know what you're in for without spoiling the movie at all. Uh, and off the top, I just want to say that like, you know, if you're watching, you're like, dude, I just don't fucking get it. Believe you me. I was sitting there talking quite a bit yeah. because, you know, you fill in the ambiance. When you're watching a movie in the living room with your pals, like, yeah. you should be fucking around. You should be, I mean. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, like, every once in a while. I don't want to be, I don't want to ever have to have, like, a viewing, a viewing party. Yeah. Everyone shall come here. We shall watch Begotten. Yeah. And everyone shall shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's about that time that I'd be like, all right. Uh, I'm not going to come. Slay me with my family blade. Yeah. And uh, lay my corpse in my cat's litter box. I'll plant you in the earth. In the earth. So, now that I got that out of the way, I also want to say that if you have questions or if you're like, okay, but I don't really necessarily understand what's going on. It's okay. It's okay. And at the very end, when you get the credits and everything like that, you're going to get some answers. And I feel like after you see the credits, everything falls into place pretty quick. Yeah. Like, you'll probably have your own, you have your own, like, sort of interpretation, or maybe yes. just be, like, too high. Yep. And, of course... I don't the... know if I'd want to, like, I don't I don't really partake mm-hmm. at all. Um, I guess I drink, that's it. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be under the influence of anything oh, man. serious. It's just kind of like when we watch Mandy. Yeah. You know, like, this is already pretty fucking drug-addled. How about that character who is just so high on LSD, he's become telepathic? Yeah, what the fuck? Why you gotta be like that? Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> You're right. I should let her out. Ugh. Yeah, so, um, it is, uh, it is also kind of hard to look at at times because of the... Uh, very intense exposure of the film. We were yeah. watching it in a completely blacked out downstairs uh, from a nice LED TV. So yeah, it was it was fairly well lit in the room at times. But your eyes adjust pretty well. There's not like flashing. There's no flashing, so you don't have to worry about that. There's no yeah, no color. Obviously, I think we yeah. mentioned that. So it's uh, it's quite a visual spectacle. I really like it. Yeah, it um, looks really pleasing. It it looks like somebody like filmed somebody's nightmare. They use like some sort of technology yes. to film the inside of somebody's consciousness. A couple things that I had said during the movie that I would like to to reiterate. It's like what someone who is a denizen of Silent Hill would have a nightmare <laughs> of. It looks like somebody found like an unholy like relic from the silent film era. Yeah. And this played in slow-mo over the course of ten years, but inside of three seconds. Yeah. And, like, their eyes roll back to the forward part of their head, and all of a sudden they can see all the horrors of the world. They pick up the the Tome of Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. It's like... And then, and then you're like... Yeah. And next thing you know, you're, you're losing you're your casting, sanity. Now, now you know spells. Yeah, next thing you know, you're mixing your Pargons with your Chaturgas and... Yeah, man, slinging sabers. The other thing that I had said is that uh, this film may actually be made better if you just listen to Dig by Mudvayne on repeat yeah. for the entire 72 minutes of the run. We'll, we'll talk about the sound a little more, I think. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to start out with um, just kind of like looking into the technical notes of the um, the Begotten Project. And the technical notes come from the filmmaker. Uh, yeah, E. Elias Edmund Elias Marriage Marriage Marriage. I heard I, I heard it pronounced marriage in the trailer. Yeah. So. So we just kind of want to go with that because it's it's um, other films he's done uh, Shadow of the Vampire uh, yeah. he did a movie called Suspect Zero he hasn't been super active um, in this decade right and he really isn't at least as far as I know right and this film did release in 1990 yeah so um, it doesn't I can't really say like oh it's dated because of the way that this film was shot. Mm. And the way it was edited. Yeah, dated would imply that, like, there's, like, retro, you know? Yeah. And then there's, like, uh, yeah, outdated. Yes. Or, like, yeah. Like, retro would be something you would want to go back to. Right. And this is a style of filming that, like, you could watch in 30 years from now. And still have the same Same, experience. And, like, the same visual uh, response. Visual, emotional, mental response. Um, so yeah, anyway, these, these technical notes are found on the DVD, uh, and they come straight from Mr. Marriage. So, uh, I'm going to start off from the top and then Brent is going to take over from me. So starting from the top here, Begotten was shot in black and white reversal using an Ari S camera. The film was then re-photographed onto 16mm black and white negative using a Mitchell camera mounted on an optical bench especially tailored for the Begotten Project. Uh, no, okay. Each shot in the film went through many hours of preparation to achieve the look experienced when viewing. First, selected takes were culled from rushes. Each take was examined using a densitometer, I think I'm pronouncing that right, an exposure test, Sinex, was made based around the particular density of the shot. After optimum exposure and filtration were determined, the footage was then re-photographed one frame at a time. Utilized were various density filters, color filters, specially designed motion picture gates, and what I call, this would be the director speaking, the free-floating shutter. Uh, and that's in quotes. With this shutter modification, exposure changes within the shots became possible, enabling the creation of an ethereal pulse that hypnotically permeates the film. To get an idea of how meticulous this kind of work is, it took over 10 hours to rephotograph less than one minute of selected takes. That was eight months of post production after actually filming the movie, which, um,. You know, it doesn't seem like much, but we're not talking CG. We're not talking about a team of effects people here. Oh, yeah, this is completely this is practical re- yeah. and just, like, film trick. Yeah, and, I mean, again, you can kind of do the easy math here. It's a 72-minute uh, movie, 10 hours for, e- for less than a minute. Mm. So at least 720 hours to re-photograph. And then doctor how they want these uh, these um, different parts of the movie to look because they have uh, an extremely precise, I think, way to. You didn't want to read the um, synopsis that you had there. No, not yet. Okay. 
No. All right. <laughs> that's, that's that's for, for you. View- yeah, yeah, that's for the viewer to, to find. Because I feel like if you look into anything other than, say, what we have for you in this episode, it may ruin your experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's yeah it's something you should go in uh knowing very little about yes in terms of like what what you see in the film yes i guess yeah we kind of keep it a technical right now right and um uh another big thing uh right before we kind of get into the sound uh again like the the movie just opens up with just absolute shock and yeah. awe yeah just it's a intense dilapidated building um mm-hmm. Yeah, and could be like, pretty much anywhere. It looks, yeah. Uh, when when uh, when it flooded back in two thousand eight, yeah. there was like a stretch of houses mm-hmm. in my in my town that were like abandoned. Yeah, and um, yeah, it kind of feels like being inside one of those. Right, like I feel like you may it have like perhaps had a a walking nightmare. I felt like I was in like a Blair Witch house. Yeah, it feels like that when you actually watch it too. Um, Oh man, I almost don't even want to talk about anything that you're gonna see in the film, other than, like I said, uh, I mean, this sounds corny as fuck, but seriously, like viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, it's you're not gonna see this on on a TNT. No characters welcome. Yeah, <laughs> anytime soon. Yeah, no, this has no time slot on any sort of cable provider anywhere. Yeah. You're not going to find it on any streaming services, mm-hmm. which kind of makes it hard to, like... Nobody... I feel like nobody really, like, wants to go out and look for DVDs. Right. Uh, IMDb did have, like, a little thing here for, like, HBO Prime Video. Oh, wow. So, like, maybe you might be able to rent it on Prime. Okay. Perhaps. Maybe. Right. <laughs> but, um... Or it's at your library. <laughs> or it's at your fucking library, which would be really fucking great. Uh... Yeah. Wow. So let's let's go ahead and talk about the sound now, Brent. Yeah. Um very very uh very sparse. Yeah, very minimalistic. It's just like the sound of crickets, wilderness. And sometimes uh if you focus really hard, you can hear uh, a heartbeat and it then it's really hard to lose the focus of permeates the permeates throughout the entire thing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and there's a, occasionally music. Yeah. Which while we're on that subject, yeah. Um, I kind of wish thing. I kind of wish there had been more of it. Yeah. Like, I almost kind of wish there was just like a seventy-two minute music video almost. Right. Not it like, feels that way. Not like you know like thundering drums and just like yeah just kind of weird like dark, ambient. Yeah. Uh, sort of thing, and it it is it is good what's there obviously but right uh, I can see why. There wasn't constantly music, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes. And uh, another big thing, too, is, like, when when someone is, like, hit necessarily, like, by, by like, say, a club or a hammer or something like that, whatever you want to say, yeah. uh, many different things happen in the film that would perhaps make, like, a thud or a smack or a wet or a gurgle. Yeah, <laughs> a gurgle. And uh, there's really there's really none of that at at all like not even so it, it almost feels weirder you know where uh you're you're waiting for the aftershock the sound of something happening and it's just not there 
it's just this kind of silent, uh, very morose feeling, and it just kind of wells up inside you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't say that I marked, but <laughs> I I will be able to say now, like yeah, I've seen Begotten, and I've got some opinions. <laughs> um, the the way that they film the the I guess the sun of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing him like writhe on the ground. Yeah, it's just really. That really sticks with me in particular. Yeah. And then uh, just uh, how the other denizens of the film actually react to the quote-unquote, I suppose, uh, main characters. And so you don't really know their motives? Yeah, no. They just show up and then they do stuff? Right. Um, if, I, if I could, from, uh, from the notes here, yes. this is towards the end here, but... Uh, here's a quote from the film's notes. The compositions and staging of Begotten were influenced by Greek tragedy, which is kind of funny, coming from just, my yeah. son, my son. Uh, the Greek chorus in particular shows itself in the imagery of the film's omnipresent nomadic tribes, which are the other denizens that I was speaking of. And they're all, like, faceless. They're all faceless and almost somewhat formless because they have uh, either what seem like just, almost like robes... It's or the rags, robes. Yeah. Like, you what, don't really see a lot of carrying. limbs. Yeah, no, you don't really see limbs or even And the way hands. they move. Yeah. And, and then, of course, the the effects on the film. Yes. Uh, and the traditional ideology found in Western religion with its dichotic notions of heaven and hell, good and evil, fall by the wayside in this film. Uh, Earth becomes a symbol of creative potency governed by a morality of plus and minus, and in Begotten, a time is depicted that predates spoken language communication is made on a sensory level, which sounds all deep. It sounds like a tool video. It does. It does. I feel like I just watched I know Prison the Sex. I, I know the pieces fit. Yeah. <laughs> and 46 no, and 2 were just ahead of me. That was kind of what I was thinking about when we were watching it. Just, it seems like... Like, a time of very early man. Yeah. But not, if you just kind of forget that, like, Neanderthals existed. Like, mm-hmm. just imagine if, like, humans just appeared on the Earth somehow. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny. Of course, like, uh, being nerdy and somewhat cringy myself, I made a, a lot of um, references saying that uh, I'm reminded a lot of uh, some of the character designs of Bloodborne and Dark Souls. <laughs> And it's yet, like Dark Souls, as I say, as I load a double-barreled shotgun up to my chin. Right, and say it for the very last time after having said, this is like Dark Souls to 3,502 other things in my life. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing that I have, as far as uh, the, the film is considered, from uh, different notes and things like that, before I kind of tell it, just start spouting my opinions on the whole thing and how I felt about it. And if I think that it's for everyone or just for a couple people (laughs) like us, uh, the title card. So the first line that you actually see black screen background, very faded, uh, just kind of like decrepit looking lettering. It's pretty good font. Well, this is a title card language bearers, photographers, Diary makers, you with your memory are dead, frozen, lost in a present that never stop passing. Here lies the incantation of matter, a language forever. Which sounds to me 
like a bunch of words put together that's like uh, somewhere between like freshman year of college psychology 101 yeah and I, then I like you. delving too deep into Nietzsche <laughs> but... I just learned about Nietzsche <laughs> um, it, it does seem like a really fancy way of saying like words are not necessary your words aren't necessary yeah. like don't think too hard yes one thing I and there's a uh, David Byrne, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Talking Heads, when he was promoting like uh, speaking, do. when he was promoting speaking in tongues, um, I think he was on like Letterman or something. He was mm-hmm. talking about him. He's like, "Oh, your lyrics don't really make sense." And he was talking. He's like, and he said, uh, "Well, it's kind of like Beck. It says it. It makes sense if you don't try to figure it out." Yeah. Which your problem is that you're thinking about it. What you need to do is not think about it. You need to feel. You need to feel. Yeah. And that's just it. Is It's like, uh, I mean, not to like talk up Beck, because, I mean, he's a crazy Scientologist. But like, <laughs> I mean, just like look at the lyrics to the song that everyone knows, Loser. And uh, even if you feel like you know the lyrics, and then you look at the lyrics, you're like, wow, that doesn't sound like that's what this is. And then you look at the lyrics and you're like, this actually doesn't mean anything. It's because some words just sound good. Yeah. And he's got a decent singing voice. Whether you think so or not, he does have harmonics and the the structure of the song fits because the words have the sounds that fit. Just like this movie has the visuals that fit. And the stills and the scenes, they all fit because the director, Mr. Marriage, had the correct idea formulated and didn't stray from it. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh, that first 15, 20 minutes of shock value, I'm just going to keep doing fucked up shit. It's not like you're watching Hostel. You're not, you're not really like, you're not really told how to feel about something. No, no. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's more like, um. That's a big reason why I don't even want to like go into the synopsis or like what it is. It's, you can't, it's kind of, I mean, we can explain each scene word by word like we do a lot sometimes, but like, no. Yeah. No. It's like, I went to a, I went to an art museum with Aaron over the weekend. Like we said at B&B and it was really nice and it's kind of like a, a break in all the shitty winter weather, which of course continued the day that we had to drive back home through a a tow ban zone, which means that if you go into the ditch, no one's coming to save you. And I had no idea the entire time we were driving back. It was very terrifying. But we went to an art museum, just a very small one, where my parents grew up in in Dubuque, Iowa. And there's not someone there to tell you how to fucking feel about the art. Yeah. There's not someone there that says, like, this is the emotion that you're supposed to have evoked from me. I'm not in any way trying to say that this is like some sort of piece of art or like say, look at me, I'm so deep, I go to museums and stuff. But if you can look at something and and get a feeling and enjoy it Mm -hmm. just through visual, this is a movie that you need to see. It's pure. It's pure, yeah. There's so. there's no sort of someone saying, like, this is the story. This is exactly how you should feel. Like, it's not getting bogged down in, like, beginning, mm-hmm. middle, and end. Yeah, like, when I was uh, kind of talking about Gummo, it was like, dude, I watched Gummo when I was really young, and it kind of fucked me up because it was really disgusting. Yeah. Because it was very Lord of the Flies. It was just this disgustingly grimy, slimy feeling that was left 
all over me for a long time and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. But I feel like I can think about begotten, understand how it made me feel and move on. Like I, I don't, I'm not compartmentalizing, mm-hmm. but I can be like, yeah, this is, this is what I thought of it. And it begins and ends there, which is really nice. It's like having one piece of chocolate and being like, you know what? That was pretty good. Like I might, I might rewatch this really soon. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I want to like really, really try and take it in again. Mm-hmm. Which like is weird. Cause like when I, when I just got like I fell asleep the first few times I tried watching it. It's hard. It, it's like it's, with me it's in quiet. a lot of Lynch films. Yeah. I have that issue where like I enjoy Lynch films, but how many times have I fallen asleep watching Lost Highway? Pretty much every time. Like there's a lot of silence in his films and like they lull me mm-hmm. plus that ambiance that he always has in the background just usually puts me to sleep like a very low frequency bass yeah it makes me feel calm I love that. And, yeah calm and relaxed and next thing i know i'm falling asleep and waking up to the sound of the hissing of the radiator yeah and there's a little lady that lives in there um <laughs> yeah begotten begotten dude i want to know your opinion uh, just straight up your opinion. Don't tell me how I'm supposed to feel. Uh, you don't know me. Uh, how did it make you, like, what, what, what did it evoke in you? What do you think of the film? It, it seems like a, it seems like a look in just like a, a time of like savagery mm-hmm. and suffering. Yeah. Um, that just like kind of, uh, transcends understanding. Yeah. Permeates. Like, yeah. And um, but also yeah, it's it's very much about like the the cycle of life. Yeah, it's the like cycle of life. it's like it's 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 just like a back and forth, uh, time being a flat circle and all. It's <laughs> it's construct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's something that the film seems to like strive for at every mm-hmm. turn. So it's like something dies, but then something comes from the death. Do you think that it, it succeeds in pushing that point without, say, like, hammering it over the head? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... I mean, it's not like... <laughs> it is the design post-it, you know? Right, like, yeah. It's... it's I, I think it's... I think it's trying to be very clear about what it's saying. Right. It doesn't feel like Without, a, like, you know, explaining it to you too hard. Yeah, and it's... It, exactly. Because I feel like if it explained it to you too hard... You'd be like, okay, dude, like, I'm literally watching a community college student essentially tell me how to feel about his uh, film project. Yeah. Where, like, maybe it's all black and white, but then, like, a pretty girl with, like, black lipstick on and, like, very harsh black makeups come on. And she just, like, holds up a sign that says, like, Society. Life. <laughs> Society. Mankind. It does. Death. Um, I don't know. It, end. It's, this was around a time when, like, I, I really, really, really wanted to be making films. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, like, a really inspiring film to me. Yeah. It was just, like, I liked, I liked, it was a time when I was really trying to find stuff that, like, I hadn't seen before. Right. And this was, yeah, very much taking all my boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, uh, very bleak, obviously, is a word I'm gonna keep using, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's morbid. truly what it is. Bleak and morbid, Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, but like also at the same time, there's like a, it does like try to, I feel like convey a sense of beauty about it all. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it almost seems, it just seems like natural. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, like, that's just it. It's that the flow of the movie, as well as the visuals, they flow. It doesn't feel patchwork. It doesn't feel like I really needed dialogue to understand or get a better um, feeling from the movie or form my opinion on how I felt about the movie. Like, well, I wish someone was around to narrate my way through this. <laughs> yeah, see, what's actually going to happen, I say I'm going to go home and probably rewatch it, but what's really going to happen is I'm going to go, I'm going to write, like, Begotten, watch Begotten Explained on YouTube. There's some fucking, like, dork who made, like, a four and a half hour long video. For a 72 minute film, yeah. Yeah. But then I'll start, like, just referencing all these, like, oh, uh, like, just, yeah, re- referencing, like, psychologists and, like, exactly. other ancient works. Uh, I would, I would pay the man $10 if, uh, his first, yeah, if he deleted his video, but also (laughs) if he didn't reference Nietzsche or something, uh, along those lines within the first 15 words of that film. I'm no expert on, like, the the famous, like, psychologist, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it, it doesn't really... No. have anything to do with their no. their uh, their theories and stuff no it really doesn't and uh, as far as like what I felt about it and my opinion of it was uh, for one thing like I, I mean I've kind of been here and there danced around a little bit in talking about the film but overall like I enjoyed it and I felt like um, it was very cut and not dry but cut and clean for me mm-hmm. um, I didn't feel like I needed an explanation and I'm glad that it kind of had me sitting there vocally and I guess I could have just it, kept it, it to it really, myself. It really demands your attention and if, yeah. you, if you don't pay attention you're not really like... And it was able to keep my attention which yeah. again I've, I've talked about um, when there is a lot of ambiance or silence in films I tend to lose attention. Yeah. And But the whole time I really wanted to keep looking. And yeah a lot of scenes really drag I mean I feel mm-hmm. like there's only like five or six actual like events yes. taking place in the film which is kind of funny because the film uh on the dvd is actually only split into seven well, chapters there's a next oh yeah so i suppose there is oh wow yeah there's a that was a fucking bad call by me there are 22 uh 30 oh man 37 <laughs> 44 i really didn't think that, that i don't think that's necessary is that literally for every minute no, 56. There are 56 chapters to this movie, and it is only 72 fucking minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's they've got really great names for the chapters, but, like... From what I read, it was, like, it was some kind of interpretation out of, like, a Bible um, story or, like, mm-hmm. some type of creation story. Yeah, I mean, like, here's, uh, here's just a section of uh, chapter title names. Um, I am dying, yet this stone wall lives. How can this be? Who will wash my feet? Is it Adam who reaches for a guide? No, it is my mother. Basking in the light of a sun you do not yet know. Made chaste by the sun, she is led to her groom. Weird shit. And then why is this a fucking joke? A close a, shave. A close shave. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. In all of that weird fucking poetic nonsense, you gotta have that... Uh, a son is born. I mean, no, there's a it, there's a lot of very striking imagery that I think will stick with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It does kind of feel like a like a moving painting kind of. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it, honestly. And um, overall, uh, like I kind of felt, um, like you said, like you know, it's definitely like life, death. It's very bleak, very savage. 
I honestly, the, the big thing that I'm drawn from it is this is how the director possibly viewed the world at the time in which he actually shot this film. I believe that this is actually closer to, um, and I'm not a big fan of his work at all, but H.R. Geiger. Mm-hmm. A lot of his stuff was based on his viewpoints of society. <laughs> um, he thought that population was a huge problem, and one of his most uh, uh, popular pieces was called The Birth Bullet, which was uh, a very alien-looking six-shooter revolver, <laughs> and all of the bullets were like weird alien fetal babies, but each of them in the shape of a bullet, because he believed the world would become so overpopulated that resources would become so scarce that they couldn't get around, and then we would essentially starve out slash die out from the uh, lack of resources to go around. And so I kind of get that feeling from this without it being HR guy. I don't know. I just really fucking hate that guy. Okay. I felt like he was really up on himself. We're talking about a dude that also, like, came up with the idea of condom monsters. <laughs> that, like, you know, would, like, jump on your dick and then, like, become a condom and then just bite your dick off and flush themselves down the toilet. Like, oh, dang it. Yeah. Lost my dick again. But he also made the mic for corn, so that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 neat and it's bleak. Something about whining about, like, overpopulation. There's too many people. Yeah. Um, humans are worthless. Babies are gonna kill the planet. Like, no, fucker. It's people your age that are doing all the bad things. It's, yeah, it's the exploitation that's yeah killing the planet. Right. Like, we could have plenty of people, but people are already shit, so... People equal shit. People equal not shit, hit, right? People equal shit. Straight from the mouth of Iowans. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. had it all figured out for a while now. Yeah, that's why we farm and only farm. Yes, get the fuck out. No, that's a, We're that's, that's a, complete, that's a completely <laughs> fucking different bag of rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I feel, I, like that's kind of how I feel. It's like I feel like it is the director's interpretation on how he sees the world and the problems that he sees in the world. But he he shows you his viewpoint without being like overly but, contentious yeah like it's like this is how i feel what do you think i mean, I mean yeah but like it's like yeah it's not really a judgmental thing yet. yeah exactly um it, it makes me wonder if he, if it begs the question um is there is there is there anything to be gained from suffering yeah i think that's a really great way to put it i was really happy that you actually showed me this movie yeah this was, uh, this was it a seems treat. like it's a it's a slow burn. It's yes. like you watch it and you're like, Whoa. what the and then fuck? and then it's like okay now you're, and thinking. some of the scenes are somewhat gratuitous in which it's very hard to watch, but if you just if you keep watching, I feel like it does add to the overall experience and you'll kind of come to a point in which you're like a, a level of appreciation and understanding yes. even yeah. if it is just your own mm-hmm. way of looking at it yeah, and if you don't like it. That's cool too, dude. Then shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Get off the podcast. No, that's fine. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I know it's, it's clearly not going to be a film for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah, as chapter 27 would say, the quarreling of fools, and Truly. fools be still, he is our bread, salt, and water, bitch. Clothed in a cloak of glory, the whole world seeks him. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Struck dumb, they wait for a sign. Yeah, these are these are great. I just can't believe that there's fifty six different fucking chapters for this movie. Some of them have to probably be like fucking thirty seconds. Yeah, maybe. 
But, I mean, uh, there is, like, uh, <laughs> it's shortly um, after the lady emerges and then, mm-hmm. like, is standing with the coffin. And then yes. it's revealed that she's pregnant. Preggers. And then it does, like, a weird, like, like uh, embryonic yeah. shot, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's overall pretty good. I think that uh, I don't think that it's like this weird high art that you won't be able to decipher. I don't think that if you watch it, this, you're it a better seem person. Like it's it doesn't seem like it was made with the intent of baffling its viewer. No, not at all. And uh, like a lot of critic reviews, I think uh, are probably thinking on it too hard and thinking that you know this is supposed to be avant-garde or like it's an attempt at trying to be high art and therefore they see it as avant-garde the director he went on to make like more like contemporary films yeah like i guess mainstream or like just meant to be viewed by a much wider audience that's why i think that this is this is definitely more of like a a personal viewpoint i feel like if it's like your first main film it really should be something that tries to like push a boundary yeah yeah and like in your own way let's yeah, like, let's see you make something unique yeah and that's just it is a tall uh, order yeah and that's kind of where i want to end with um what i want to kind of see i i haven't seen anything else by mr marriage i don't believe hmm. and i don't know much about him otherwise but um i would like to see more films that attempt to do something that is this unique i don't need like necessarily the shock value or but like, you know, just show doing me what he story. did to get the visual effects or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, show me something different with the with the visual effects. Give me a different experience. This film was made with $33,000. It's not going to happen in today's money at all yeah. by far and wide, and it certainly won't have a theatrical release, which means, is it really successful? That's what we look at. Well, what were the box office sales? I don't really give a shit. I want you to sell me a different experience than what I can get uh, from my like you know giant tub of popcorn and my barrel of soda, <laughs> I want you to uh, sell me an idea without trying or having to beat me over the fucking head with what you're trying to sell me. Yeah, just sell me the thing and then I will take from it what I will. You know, I think that's that's really that's really what I want more. Especially uh, after having seen this, like it's uh, it's really good. I think I really fucking liked this film. Good. Yeah. What? This was very good. Could use a little bit more uh, fucking industrial metal. Right. Yeah. I kind of almost want to like, just completely mute the film and then just like throw on a put couple on like albums. A, put on an album. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about like? Do you have anything that uh, you want to add as far as? Our coverage of Begotten. Um, I, I think it's a really great example of like why the medium of film is worthwhile. Yes. And why it should be preserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're not you're not gonna not like you, you can't really do you can't really do this in other mediums. Yeah, I, I also want to take a minute to say uh, films like Begotten that are being watched, literally. Uh, fucking you know like 29 years after yeah. they're after it's been made there's a reason for that and i bet you already forgot that dwayne the rock johnson did a movie not too long ago called skyscraper where it's just him trying to uh escape a falling skyscraper and it's just a mess of cgi 
and that movie cost probably about a million, million and a half, probably more. Think of how many people could have been fed and clothed and homed. I mean, yeah, you could think of that, <laughs> which is really depressing. And, like, I think we talked about it before, but James Cameron, he's like, this is like these Avatar sequels are going to be billions of dollars. Right. It's like, why? Why? Why have you done this? Yeah. I watched the first one. I thought it was fucking shit, and you (laughs) you literally just gave me the same story. It's been washed over and over and over and over. And it's also James Cameron, like... He's capable of some cool shit. Yeah, he's proven himself. It's like, goddamn, dog. Yeah, but I think the big thing here is that he's a fucking shithead. There's too much money. He's a fucklord. Nobody should have that much money. Really? Seriously? And that's just it. It's like, uh... Nobody should hoard that much wealth. Yeah, somewhere along the line, every single profession, media, everything, just becomes about money. Yeah. You know? So, yes, kind of... There's there's obviously a very, um... There's there's a purity to be gotten. Yeah. It It was was his first film. He had... I don't know, this vision just came to him, and he was very devoted to to see it come to life. Yeah, enough to put eight months into the post-production with uh, probably him and, like, I don't even know how many other people. Probably just him sitting in a room, just, like, scanning film and... And re-tampering with it. Yeah. Just so that he could actually finish something that he started. And again, 29 years later, two fucking people that are younger than the fucking age of the movie in which it came out uh, are actually sitting here watching it, talking about it, talking about how they felt about it and again i think i think that speaks leagues and chapters over you know going to some box office flop yeah you know wait man i don't disapprove of that like whatever right yeah i don't don't care how you get your kicks man right yeah go go to a matinee just go watch a fucking movie today it doesn't have to be gotten just go watch a fucking movie and really think about what you got out of it and then if you get curious enough Begotten's always going to be there for you to, to fucking watch. It's out there. Yeah. Somebody, somewhere. And it, yeah, and if we got you to be curious about it, dude, that's enough for me. And uh, I think that's enough for tonight, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, we can just, we'll just keep saying the same thing over and over again if we keep going. <laughs> it's We're both very tired. We've been up for a long too time long. now. But, you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's a worthwhile film, I think. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I rewatched it. Yeah, so hopefully sometime soon we will be back on a normal schedule. It's just been, I mean, if you're pretty much anywhere in America right now, uh, in the swath of like the middle of the country. You're probably experiencing some unusual type of weather for this time. In the waste belt region of the country, you know exactly what we're talking about, where some places have like literally... 10 to 20 feet high snow drifts and shit. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just shut down roads and they're like, sorry, dude, you just, you gotta stay home. Sorry, boss. It's bad. It's bad. Hopefully it stops being bad. Hopefully we can get back to uh, bringing you a new episode every Tuesday. Um, it's gonna be a little touch and go for a little while, but we really appreciate you guys coming back and listening. And uh, again, you can find us on all the social medias and check all the links in the episode description. Buy yourself a nice warm fuzzy hoodie. Keep warm or a nice big blankie. Yeah. And watch Begotten. Yeah, and watch <laughs> Begotten with your loved ones. Yeah, hold them close. Make sure your kid watches every frame. <laughs> and then analyze. This is how you what... were made. <laughs>
<laughs> Make him fill out an essay afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you will be quizzed on this, child. <laughs> Where's the heart of Mantarok, girl? I won't ask again. I will not ask again, child. <laughs> thanks right, thanks. again, guys. Have a great time. Stay warm. Good night.